everyone, you're listening to Read, Watch, Play. I'm Caroline. I'm Justin. I'm Cleo. I'm James. And this week we are talking about Kingsman the Secret Service. It is directed by Matthew Vaughn, who also did uh, Kick-Ass and Kick-Ass 2 or not Kick-Ass 2. I don't have Google up, so I should do that. I think Kick-Ass 2 as well. Yeah, um, he did both Kick-Asses. Yeah. He does, in fact, Kick-Ass multiple times. Ah, uh, yes. And uh, he also co-wrote the screenplay for Kingsman with Jane Goldman. It is very, 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 very loosely based on a comic, also written by Mark Miller, as was Mm -hmm. Kick-Ass. But this, I mean, I I didn't get enough varies in there. He basically takes the idea of a secret spy service and the fact that it's named the Kingsman and nothing else is even remotely similar to the comic except for Mark Hamill. Yeah. So brief, brief, brief summary of the movie. If you haven't seen it yet, highly recommend it. You watch it. Um... It's a really fun spy movie. Basically, it's like an MI6-like uh, secret service in England um, that do spy things. And then they need to recruit a new member and Colin Firth's character. Colin Firth is in this movie, by the way. So is Samuel L. Jackson. Fun fact. Um, Colin Firth's character needs to recruit a new member and he brings in someone uh, atypical to the group who is not from their class. Yeah, the, the group of the Kingsmen is very, like, aristocratic almost. They're very high class. They're gentlemen. They're, they're you know... They're very posh. They're Kingsmen. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. They're Kingsmen. They're men of the king. And <laughs> Taron Egerton's character is not. He is uh, definitely low class. He's uh, not wealthy at all. He comes from, like, a background of crime. And um, the only thing that connects him to the Secret Service is that his dad used to be a Kingsman also. And so he uses his kind of like calling card that he received when his dad died uh, to get him out of jail. And then that winds him up as being a candidate for the new uh, Kingsman. uh, With Colin Firth's character as being his mentor. Right. While all this is happening, Samuel L. Jackson is being a classic spy movie villain and doing something very evil. No spoilers. (laughs) (laughs) So guys, what did you think? I absolutely love this movie. I saw it twice in theaters. Uh, I watched it again last night in prep for this, and I like, damn, this movie is just really good. I I, I love this movie. It's super fun. It's super fun. I think super fun is a really good word for it. Super it's a really fun. Good two words for it. Yeah, it's. It could be a hyphenated word. It could be super fun. But yeah, I, I it's a really good time. Yes, I enjoyed it. Cleo, you enjoyed it. I did. Oh, I was really worried that surprised. you were quiet that whole time because you were going to tell us you hated <laughs> it. No, no, I did not hate it. I, I definitely had a fun time watching it. Um, yeah, I mean, the, throughout the entire course of the movie, I thought it was super, again, super fun words that we <laughs> keep using. Yeah. Uh, sometimes Such fun. Yeah, sometimes, like, spy films can start feeling old because there's so many of them. Uh, and this one was really fresh, I felt, while still play, paying, like, tribute to all the classics yeah, yeah so here, was... here's a question how like how familiar are we as a group with the spy genre i think i've probably seen the least spy movies i've only seen the recent bond movies like since uh pierce brosnan i mean in oh, terms of spy movies i've only seen like this this typical kind of spy movie i've only i mean are there movies really besides the bond movies that are like this I mean, there are, like, shows, right? There's the old Man from U.N.C.L.E. show, which is now going to be a movie. Right. And, I mean, yeah. there was uh, The Avengers. 
not yeah. not Marvel's event. Oh yeah, no, oh yeah. Was a spy yeah. Show yeah. And, and there was that, that that old show that was like a, a comedy spy show. What was that? Oh, they did a new one with yes, yeah, Steve Carell. Get smart. I don't know. It was it's kind not of, a it's, tribute. Get smart to Steve Carell. That was the worst version of that idea. Right? No, I'm saying. I'm, yeah. I was. I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to remember the name of it, yeah. and to remember the name of it, I had to bring up the remake. Yeah. I apologize. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, but it's like a classic genre that I don't. I'm not really familiar with, but I kind of liked that Kingsman. Like, didn't feel like the new Bond movies because the new Bond movies are so heavy, super serious, and really modernized yeah. and really heavy. Yeah. Super serious, and like Bond is serious in yeah. all the movies, and he's just like, "No, I'm a spy, but I'm here to I'm here to fuck your shit up." And while I'm doing it, I'm going to teach you a moral lesson. And also, everything must be pretty. And this movie is an art piece. It's not. It's not a spy movie. And Kingsman is definitely like a spy movie. Like I'm kind of picturing the fact that like at one point there were probably sharks with lasers on their head in this movie and they got nixed for some reason like it's just so it is so much fun matthew vaughn just give us sharks with lasers on their heads in kingsman 2 that's all we ask for um at at this point (laughs) i i guess for me what like this is the perfect send-up of spy movies like it employs the right tropes in the right way while poking fun of them just enough and also like counteracting them at the at the right moments. Like I mean, it it can be very meta at times and and just in general it's yeah, I don't know. It's it's the perfect non-spy spy movie. If that I I mean, it's a spy movie. It just subverts and and fucks with all the typical tropes while yeah. still employing. I feel it. like they talk about the tropes a lot in the movie yeah, like that's, either yeah, direct, that's kind of sometimes directly, sometimes like indirectly kind of um, this one is one that we're probably gonna have like just an absolute fuck ton to say. Yeah. Once we uh we yeah. pass our spoiler breach. Uh, before we do pass the spoiler breach, I do want to say I really like the way that the fight scenes are filmed in oh this movie. Yes. Choreography um, for the combat. It's amazing. The cinematography. It's just. Uh. Yeah. There's this thing that happens in like modern day movies that have fight scenes. So this is like you know superhero movies. Bond movies and anything and everything has a fight scene these, these days. What they do is they like will film it in like shaky cam, but they'll yeah. fill it dis they'll film it disjointed to the direction that the action is going in to make it feel like more is happening and also to cover up choreography mistakes. And the way that this was filmed was like the camera was fluid with the action, so you're just like watching a punch and you're watching the follow through the whole way through, and it's really really nice and smooth and even though a lot is happening in the same amount of time like it's a very fast scene it's very clearly filmed to be shown um in a higher i don't think it's a higher frame rate but faster than the rest of the movie yeah Yeah. um it still it still looks really nice and you still can tell exactly what's happening you're never like where did that arm come from you're like i understand everything that's happening in this scene it's totally Nice. There's there's yeah. a long sequence where it's not a single take, um, but it it was still to me very reminiscent of the hallway scene in Old Boy, yeah, and and more recently the the similar scene in Daredevil where like those also the hallway were, scene also in Daredevil, the hallway yeah. scene. also the hallway scene in um, Kingsman, yeah, <laughs> they were 
they were like it's almost a hallway scene. It's kind of hallway. Yeah, there's a hallway scene at the end. Uh, <laughs> technically, they're not like the same in in that they're not like a single take, but yeah. the fluidity of the choreography and just how well orchestrated it all is. There's there's an extended. I mean, it's probably about ten minutes long yeah. sequence in Kingsman that that has the same spirit to me as those scenes. And it it's absolutely just, does perfectly executed it's one of my favorite action scenes in like cinema ever same i totally agree yeah loved it oh and also before we uh go past spoilers i do want to say colin firth in this movie who knew who knew (laughs) that he could be the biggest badass in the world awesome he's so awesome he's so literally literally two weeks ago i watched the importance of being earnest on netflix because I love that movie, and it's a movie that I watched a lot when I was little. Mm. I don't know why, because I didn't understand it at the time. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, I watched it on Netflix, and I was like, oh, Colin Firth. Like, I think of Colin Firth as, like, now there's, like, two different ones, right? There's the one who's in, like, Bridget Jones's Diary, and The Importance of Being Earnest, and Pride and Prejudice. And then there's, like, Kingsman Colin Firth, who is a totally separate being, who is the, like, main fighter i guess in that long extended scene we're talking about and he's just he blows it out of the water it looks so and you like you believe it's him you believe it's actually him even though he's you know he's older now and it's just crazy he's so badass i love it i love it so much he he is not the mr darcy i grew up with no (laughs) oh my god mr darcy this would have been a way cooler cooler. mr darcy (laughs) yeah they should have cast uh colin firth in pride and prejudice and zombies i was thinking that like literally this version of mr darcy yeah he could be a badass kingsman version extended fight scene with a bunch of zombies yeah perfect totally Right. Does anyone have anything else to say before the spoiler breach? I do really badly want to talk see about it. See it. Absolutely see it. See it multiple times. See it as much as possible. Get yeah. as many people as you know to see it. If you love spy movies, see it. If you love action movies, see it. If you like movies, see it. If you don't like movies, see it. Go Just, back in time and see it in a theater. That's the most important part. <laughs> I, I don't know. The time we, machine. Yeah, we watched it. It did all right, just on like a regular TV. Yeah, really? no. Yeah, I, as someone who also saw it in theaters, you're right. It's yeah. It, it, it was if, a if great you get a chance theater to see experience, it. but it isn't. Yeah. It, I guess yeah, it was awesome to see in theaters, but it is one movie that I feel like it wasn't like essential to see it in theaters. It's not like Avatar, right? Yeah, where it's, it's not where like the that effects movie loses are a lot. Yeah, but no, you're definitely right though. Like if if someone were to have that, like if someplace were to do a showing, or you do have a chance to see it like on a nice big screen, and you can get. The benefits of like those fight scenes that you were talking about, where it yeah. feels like they were filmed in a very specific way to like look really nice and fluid, and you, if you can take advantage of that, this would be like a good candidate for mm-hmm. like, oh, we've got this great screen for a night. What are we gonna watch? Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, super super fun time. Yeah. I really like the editing of this film as well. Yes, yes. which is not something I often note, but in yeah. this case, I definitely took note of. It. Especially again with the choreo- the combat choreography, I felt like the yeah. editing, the cinematography, the choreography all yes. together works super well perfect also the score sounded very similar to the avengers to me the original avengers you know i was actually gonna bring up the music because i thought um not only the score but also the soundtrack was really well chosen i really liked it all very fun music very epic very spy-ish again everything is very much within the genre Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah overall definitely and it's, it's violent, but it's like cartoon violent. Yeah, it's not Absolutely. realistic gore. It's very uh, stylized. It, extremely stylized. Yeah, very. I mean, like. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. 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 And it is. I would. I would venture so far as to say a lot of it is almost more of an action movie than a spy movie. Like mm-hmm. it. It feels like it's kind of playing more with those like early Bond things. Like you've got like 
a lot of the just feels like it's almost out of like something like Moonraker. But um, at the same time, though, like it, lots of big set piece action scenes. Mm-hmm. Like if, which I think goes a lot towards like what Justin said. It was like if you like spy movies, you know, yes, this is good. If you like action movies, you know, yes, this is good. This is gonna. The scratch is a lot of issues, and it does it. It does a good job with it. Yeah. Yeah. So, what movie are we watching for next month? Uh, so, I picked next month's movie, and uh, we're going to be seeing End of the Tour. Uh, it's is it biopic? Biopic? Bi- biopic? Right? Biopic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's a it's a David Foster Wallace biopic. It's uh, Jason Segel uh, playing Foster Wallace and uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Yes. Uh, playing the Rolling Stone. Um, reporter who's sort of following along and doing this piece on him i'm incredibly excited to see it i've been jazzed pretty much since the beginning um i love jason siegel i love david foster wallace i love jesse eisenberg so i think this movie was made for me i don't really know so basically like almost famous but for david foster wallace right yeah (laughs) excellent slash frost nixon Cool. Sure. Interview. It's it's a lot of interviews this is a bad (laughs) joke i'm so so, so sorry (laughs) it's okay james (laughs) All right, so... I just love Almost Famous so much, you guys. Yeah. The end of the tour. End of the tour. Next month. Yeah. Here is your break if you don't want to hear Kingsman spoilers, if for some reason you still have not watched it yet. If you haven't watched it, just go watch it right now. Yeah. Stop the podcast, go watch it, then come back and listen to the rest. Yeah. But, like, also, thanks for listening. We love you, but we hate you. Go watch the movie. Spoiler talk. Um, I'm just going to say the first thing that comes to mind that I really want to talk about in the fact that they almost shot dogs. The first time I watched this movie, I was so stressed out at that point because they're like, I just believed that they would show it on camera. Like I believed that they would be shooting a dog and I, I would have to be watching it. I literally covered my eyes. I have not covered my eyes in like an action movie in so long. Yeah. I mean, so it's so like the background of that, right? Is that like as... Like when kind of the the group of new recruits starts their training, every everyone has to like pick a dog. Yeah, and it's the kind of thing where it's like as soon as that scene happens, just you as know what the end game is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just like okay, as someone I did who it, is. Though. I just really like dogs, and I thought that this was an opportunity to have dogs in a movie. Okay, I'm innocent and naive. Because that's another trope, right? Like you, I think they use it for soldiers. And that's some. the thing that's actually I think the seals or uh, or Delta actually does that they give them a dog throughout all, like the entirety of training camp and then they don't shoot it wow but if people like know that at this point i oh, mean it might it yeah. might be something they used to employ yeah I, my uh i had not my roommate heard that. one of my good friends is like a big military nut and he was telling me that like that is a like a it maybe it's a, a that it's a myth wow. or that it was an actual thing but regardless it is like something that was regarded as having happened i like wow. that it was kind of brought up though okay so like to defend myself and saying that i didn't know that the dogs were going to be you know, shot or fake shot, is that I like that it was brought up as, like, part of a gag about how out of touch Eggsy is with, like, the posh yeah. society and just, like, with life in general. And he's like, oh, I picked a bulldog. And uh, I think her name's Rosie. is like, um, that's a pug. And he's like, yeah. what? <laughs> and then, like, the next shot is, like, him desperately trying to get the dog to run and then he just picks him up and tucks him in his jacket. I don't know. I like the dog, okay? I just really wanted to talk about the dog. Actually, I, really I like love it. the dog. Yeah. Actually, though, I think that you bring up something really great with that is that a lot of the things that end up being those kind of weird deus ex machina kind of moments later almost always get, like, are initially a gag. Mm -hmm. Like, the movie overall does a really good job of, like, every time they're about to give you, like, an important piece of information, it's it's as a joke. And it works in that, and it's the kind of thing you can be like, 
oh yeah, like the joke with like like the the knife in his like in the shoes yeah. and stuff, right? And you know, Confer's like, oh yeah, you know, you can click your heels together and like a knife comes out of your shoe. It's like, oh, like how do you put it back? It's like, oh well, since it's like coated in a neurotoxin, very carefully. And you know, it's like kind of a gag there, and you're like, oh yeah, cool, fun. We're going through all the gadgets, but then that that ends up being really important for like I think it's like the last the big final boss. fight in the movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the final the, boss. The That's final boss. But um. And so it's like a lot of little things like that. And like every one of the gadgets, there's going through any of those gadgets in that kind of cue sequence. Um, it never feels like, it's like, oh, well, hello there. Here, we have this thing in case you need to breathe underwater. We have no reason to think you will, but who knows? And it's like, all right, well, so you're going to have to be underwater. Like in no spy movie do you see a gadget. It's like, oh, here's this thing for breathing underwater. And then late at the end of the movie... He never takes it out. I was like, well, didn't need that. You know, I, I kind of want... Now, that's another thing I want in Kingsman 2. Yeah. I, I want him to get some too. gadget, and then at the end of the movie, like, to never have to use it, and yeah. at the end be like, why did I even have this? Like, and it's just, just straight the up best just call gadget. it out. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, that would be amazing. But, but in yeah, this one, they went very much the other like, way. It was really good, I thought. All the gadgets were, like, hyper-practical. Like it was like, yeah, that's a that's a grenade disguised as a lighter. Yeah, the shoe has a knife in it. Yeah, the pen has a poison in it. And it's yeah. just like these are all really practical devices that you'll probably need. Yeah, it's not like something like weird and it's like, oh well, there's a mini laser in your pen if you click it to the red ink instead of the green ink. Yeah, and you could maybe use that to laser yourself out of some cuffs mm-hmm. if you get caught by the enemy. Yeah, it's just like it's not like weird and obscure. Yeah, yeah. my favorite is the umbrella. Oh, yes, it's like a shield, and then you have like you can twist the handle to get like different. Like effects, different, yeah, different like weapons, darts and I guess. stuff. Yeah, darts and, and like bean bags. Amnesia, and... right? Is like one of the Yeah. Abilities. That one came out of the the watch, I think. Oh, was right? it the watch? Okay. But, but the, the, whole... the umbrella's great. Yeah, and it has like a heads up display on it. Like someone yeah. that umbrella was someone's like favorite spy idea for oh, yeah. a long time before this movie. Like someone worked really Someone got the opportunity to work on this movie and was like, guys, guys, I just I've had this idea for a really long time <laughs> yeah. and I think I think you're gonna love it. <laughs> it's like I got some sketches to show you. I'm really excited and yeah. I'm glad that that guy worked on this movie. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> the umbrella was key in that hallway scene from the like last half of the yeah. movie. Well yeah. last half the last like yeah, ten minutes of the movie. There's that that great shot where um Eggsy is like sliding places and using the umbrella to deflect stuff and then like all of a sudden he has to like run up those walls because by the way Eggsy used to be a gymnast that's like my favorite like like totally like it just they needed to put it in there to like to explain why he could do these things and I just fucking love it like I just love they're just like just, he's a gymnast don't worry about it well see I love <laughs> that like they under 10 yeah, they yeah. still can do it <laughs> I love that they did something to explain why he was able to be like why he was as agile as he was yeah and that they didn't like it wasn't just like oh yeah he's used to running from the cops oh yeah like it happened during his Kingsman training they're like no they, yeah. they created something like that actually adds a little bit of like depth to the character it's yeah. Like, yeah, when he was when he was ten, he, he was a gymnast. I yeah. do love Eggsy a lot. I love. I think the um, plot of like putting the like a low class versus high class into Kingsman really helped in two ways. Kind of make it like not just a fun spy movie. Like you can read a little bit mm. into it, which is nice if you want to. You don't have to because it is fun on its own, mm. and I kind of appreciate it on its own like that. But also, it kind of helps because, like, Eggsy is, like, the reflection of the audience. Because, like, especially as somebody who isn't familiar with the spy genre or, you know, um, action movies aren't necessarily my favorite. I like the big blockbusters, but, like, I don't go see everything. 
um, Eggsy was like a really good viewpoint for me because he was just kind of like, what the fuck? Everywhere. And I, and that's how I felt. I was like, what the fuck? And then Eggsy would like say it. And then it was just great. I don't know. It was good. There was of ideas. one thing about Eggsy that kind of bothered me. And I think it's just because he reminded me a little bit. There's one thing he always said that reminded me of someone who I knew in undergrad that really bothered me. <laughs> I hated this character because no, he reminds I mean, me of someone I hate. No, no, no. But you'll, it's a reason to not like him as well. I mean, I can Whenever he talks to, to Roxy and she does something, like she pulls something off, he says, good girl. And I had, mm. I had a friend, not really a friend, person I hated, who was an <laughs> acquaintance <laughs> who I had to hang out with. Okay. <laughs> but, um... Who, when he approved of like when I like managed to do something well, he would say like "good girl" or like "that a girl." I was like, "I'm not your fucking dog." <laughs> like, do not talk does to he, me like I'm your dog. Does Eggsy say that more than once? He says it a couple times at least. Okay. I don't think I even noticed. I noticed it just because that, like, I've had that said to me, and I'm like, "Shut up!" I'll that kill makes you. sense. It's like one of the things that's like weirdly condescending enough that I f- like feel like I would have picked up on it. It's weird that yeah. I see. I kind of I liked Eggsy and Roxy's relationship though. Cause like I like that it wasn't romantic. Yes, yes. it was platonic, and, and it was stayed great. platonic. Yeah. It didn't look like it was going to be platonic for the entire movie, and then suddenly it was romantic at the they end, su- unlike yeah. some other dumb movies. They supported yeah. each other, which was like really nice in like a totally platonic way. And then when they were doing that like training bit where they had to like you know try and seduce that girl, um, Eggsy and the other guy, I forget his name, the posh guy that you just want to die the entire movie. I hate that they guy. both like you know, turn the papers over and it's this chick and she's like, well, me too. And I'm going to school you. And I'm like, yes, get it. <laughs> and she was the one who actually got accepted into the Kingsman secret service before Eggsy did. Yeah. yeah. He, which I, I mean, loved. He, he like, he only got in because he like saw what was going on and had to be the guy to like, right. You know, go tell Merlin. And it's like, well, all right, you're going to go help us with saving the world. Let's yeah. go. Circumstance, not achievement. Yeah. Not to say he wasn't good, but like, fuck Roxy was better he didn't shoot the dog I'm sorry (laughs) see and that's the one part where I actually divert a little bit I wish that there were at least a few things where Roxy was clearly better than more people at something because it felt like it at first it was just like kind of the practical stuff and she like had the idea for like how to survive when the the bunk room filled up with water Mm -hmm. right um and things like that but it felt like for a lot of that it was more of like the Roxy's not great with heights and I really would have liked it if there was something other than she's willing to kill a dog that set her <laughs> apart. That's a good point. Yeah. Like that it came down to that for me and that was the thing that was just kind of annoying because like and at the end like she's important to like the the plan at the end to save the day and like she has to like go up into like the upper atmosphere. Yeah, she and has it's, like, it's just a conqueror fear of heights. Right, in, exactly. In order to, like, save the world. Yeah, and it, it it's the kind of thing where it felt like, like, part of me was just like, there's not someone who's, like, not terrified of heights that you could get to do this, but that's beside uh-huh. the point. But it's things like that, though, where I, I wish there was at least one other thing where she got to be, like, demonstrably better at something. Because otherwise it seemed like they were basically neck and neck except for Eggsy won't kill a dog. And that's even kind of set up as, like, a good thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, you like, relate to him because, yeah. Like, like why would I shoot a fair, dog? To be fair, though, he has a pug puppy, and those things are freaking precious. Yeah. They're precious as shit. <laughs> if you kill one of those, you're on the bad side. <laughs> but So that was, it, it was one of those, and it felt like they were kind of like a, a few things like that, where it was always just like, mm, well, that would have been kind of nice, or felt like that could have been... Yeah, Something I think, a bit more, I but... think definitely uh, the issue that kind of pokes at this a little bit is the fact that 
during the training, like, montage, they're setting up the asshole dude and Eggsy as, like, rivals. So there's not a lot of Roxy until after he leaves, the the terrible one. Yeah, and after he leaves is, like, it's literally just the dog thing. Yeah. But yeah. also, to be fair, I think a lar- large part of her character is her kind of, like, steel nerves. I think that shows in, like, the the, the flooding scene. I think it shows in the first height scene. Mm. Um, I think it shows in the second one. I think it shows, it, you know, we don't see her actually, like, fake shoot the dog. But, like, I, I would assume. And, like, yeah. I liked her for that a lot. Because I've liked similar female characters for similar things. Who had less screen time and had less things to do. I'm just, like, desperate for female characters to like. And I think she was great. And she didn't have a romantic interest. I loved it so much. Ugh. I know, like, usually if there's a female character who plays any kind of importance to that degree, yeah. it's like, oh, well, she's there because they, we need a love interest. And yeah. Like, like I'm, I'm really glad this movie didn't have one, period. Like, not even that it wasn't Roxy, but, like, like it doesn't there's need, like the like, yeah. it doesn't need to be a romance subplot. <laughs> that said, yeah. though, I officially volunteer as Colin Firth's girlfriend for Kingsman 2 or Eggsy's girlfriend. I'll be whoever's girlfriend. I'll be everyone's girlfriend. I don't think anybody wants to be Colin Firth's girlfriend in Kingsman 2. That would be a really oh, weird yeah, thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, oh, my God. Can we talk about that, actually? I totally fucking forgot. Can we oh, talk? Because yeah. I did not believe that he was dead. I thought he was going to come back. Because unless you get a close-up of a dead body in a movie, I'm always like, he can't really Maybe be dead. Maybe he will be alive in Kingsman 2. It's Maybe very possible. Villain. That's true. Uh, I didn't even think of that. I, I'm totally willing to accept that he's dead. I mean, maybe that's just me wanting to buy into it, but it just makes a lot of sense. Um, I, I mean, I guess he really only needed to be out of the picture temporarily. So if he did come back at this point, it wouldn't. I don't know. It It'd was a like- scene that was really good. It was formative for Eggsy, and it was important that he wasn't around. And it feels important enough that like bringing him back would cheapen all of that. Huh. Sounds familiar. Like, you know, every everything. Like Coulson in Avengers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like literally what I was thinking of. As you're saying all these things, I'm like, huh. Yeah. <laughs> it, well, that, yeah. Yeah. And we also did get the close-up of Coulson, so. That's yeah. true. But comic books. Yeah. Comic books. I feel like that's my kind of tricky thing with, with that. I would love for his character to be dead. That said, though, it just feels like he's a, he's great but i really i i think that you hit the nail on the head doesn't it? it's like it it just kind of cheapens the whole thing um but i feel like the bigger thing is i could see this being the sort of thing where he's dead but that isn't to say that i don't think he'll be in the next movie like I don't, maybe he left something behind yeah or like like, yeah. like, like a video flashbacks <laughs> yeah exactly there'll be some way to shoehorn him into the movie just yeah. because he was really a, a standout highlight part of this one which is not to say totally that i don't agree. think they could find someone else to be a standout highlight part of the next one yeah um so let's but, talk about that church scene with yes. like more spoiler spoilers because i freaking love that scene and i also i think it's really interesting that that scene is set up as this like terrible thing to be watching and like everyone in the movie is reacting terribly right they're all disgusted by all the violence but every single like audience member that watches the movie loves that scene like that's their favorite scene and i love that dichotomy and i also think it's really interesting that like as the scene is going on i, I watched this really in depth last night because it was like my fifth time watching it i actually saw this movie four times in theaters damn i know and the deaths get more and more gruesome as the scene goes on. So, like, it starts out, you know, I 
innocently, in air quotes, enough <laughs> with, like, normal, you know, action scene deaths. And then by the time Colin Firth has, like, started to run out of people to kill, <laughs> it's like he's using, like, he's breaking apart the gun and, like, stabbing parts of the gun into people. He's shoving, like, giant wooden, like, Poles stakes. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. In, yeah, up yeah. into people's I mean, there's one where he takes out, like, three chin. guys with, like, oh. one, like, giant yeah. candlestick. That one dude, he just throws him against the wall, and you can actually see his body crumple. Yeah. Like, that is the grossest thing I've ever seen, probably, in films. But it's so But it's good. so it's cool. so great. I love it so much. Oh, oh, man. And that, particularly, that's... I'm that moment where that guy gets crumpled. You see his like neck bend in too many places. Yeah, it was one of the moments where I felt like the, the cinematography was like its best because it was this like, nice, really quick swing into like the wall where you could like see him get crumpled. Yeah, well, and the camera and it swings in the him. exact same motion yeah. in the body and it just looks... Uh, so nice. <laughs> and it feels absurd to be talking about that like that but it really genuinely is great to watch and it's filmed yeah. really well and especially you you put this up against something like um and like uh avengers 2 came out at a similar time but i feel like you know an even better example is uh winter soldier mm-hmm. um where a lot of those fight scenes are like kind of cool and dynamic but then you watch it and you're just like you think about it and you're like it it's almost like the, like the the star wars test right where you said explain this character to me without telling me like their name and like what they wear it's the kind of thing where like you watch a fight scene in winter soldier and if i sat down with you and i said tell me what happened in that fight scene like you would probably say oh captain america like beat up some dudes but then if i say tell me what happened in this really extended fight scene in kingsman we can go through and talk about, oh, and then Colin Firth like shot three guys and then noticed he was out of bullets. So he took his gun apart and he stabbed a guy in the neck with the gun. And then he took this other thing and he threw a guy against the wall. And just you can talk about all those little things. And you realize that in kind of what you were saying, like in a lot of other movies, it's kind of the shaking. You get this just that, oh, yeah, they fought. Yeah. You know, it feels like that Stuff was the extent happened. of the stage direction. It's yeah. really, really funny that you bring up the Winter Soldier as a specific example because literally last night as I was watching this movie, mm. I paused it after the church scene and I pulled up a Winter Soldier fight scene specifically so that I could watch them back to back. And I watched the one where um, Cap and Bucky are fighting uh, on the street and like Bucky's doing all those like knife tosses and stuff and they're like countering each other really well. But like, the scene is shot, it's like a mid-shot, right? So you're not really seeing much of the leg action. Although, to be fair, not much is happening down they're there. Just like, they're just like, yeah. But, like, as someone would punch this way, the camera would go the opposite way. And I, I it, yeah. it was just like, it's almost like a strobe light is on, and you're not That's catching a great way to describe it. every single moment of the action. Whereas, like, Kingsman is, like, well-lit and beautiful, and you can see, like, the full body without it cluttering the scene. Like, even though there would be a shot where you could see every single part of Colin Firth, there wasn't too much, like, cluttering the actual shot in the background to, like, draw your eyes away. Like, everything, it was like, you know, when you, (laughs) when you're, like, learning about art history and the teacher is like, now follow your eye line. And it's like, you know, you follow this guy's arm from his shoulder to his wrist. And then at his wrist, there's, like, a bucket down there that draws your eye. And you can, like, literally trace the line. It's like that same thing, but in a fight scene, which was really nice. <laughs> Sorry. I just totally No, I think ran. that's great. No, that's awesome. <laughs> I think that you're 100% right. Like, that's what makes these fight scenes really 
good and compelling. So great. Yeah, with these fight scenes, it's almost like ballet in a way, right? Or mm-hmm. dance in general. Totally. Because they're, every beat, something important is happening. Mm-hmm. And they give you a rest. Like, they'll give you, like, a pause just when you need it for your eyes, like, your brain to catch up to your eyes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it's immediately back into, like, the action. Yeah. I just... It's just very well. I must have been very well storyboarded. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I would love to see. I can't, I can't imagine the planning that went into that. Yeah. And I mean, I think particularly if you're going to talk about you know, comparing it to something like dancer being on beat, I just the first thing that I jumped to is in that fight scene at the beginning in the pub, mm. um, yeah. right after the manners maketh man line. Mm-hmm. What a line. Yeah. What a scene. But even Colin just Firth, like, what a man. Amazing, right? Yeah. But even just like <laughs> as they go, and I think it's right after he hooks the he hooks the mug with his umbrella and he throws it and all of like the goons turn to look at the guy and they turn one by one to look back at colin firth like on beat with the song like as soon as that happens you're just like oh this is gonna be one of those fight scenes (laughs) like the one that cares so much more about making a really cool fight scene than like Oh, yeah, and then if this were a fight, he'd just get, like, mobbed by goons. It's like, no, and I'm watching a movie, like, I don't want to know what it actually would look like if Colin Firth fought five people. Like, I can imagine that easily, but... Now you can. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he would just stand there, and they'd all just turn, and they'd oh, I'm sorry. And, like, that's what would happen, and we know this. It's a fact. But in this situation, it clearly they cared much more about, like, having everyone turn one by one by one by one mm-hmm. by one, and then, you know... Things like that happen, and that, that as an artistic choice, I think, is just something that I really like to see that not a lot of things do. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in general, I think from from all of that, we can we can kind of just generally say that there's a lot of planning, a lot of thought, and a lot of love really put into the production of this movie. It's just yeah. beautifully shot in every sense at all times. Yeah, um, definitely, like round of applause for the crew because they were just awesome yes. just every part of this movie is really nice and you can tell it's made by people who genuinely like movies and they know what they want to see and they know what people want to see and they put it up on the screen they're just like this is really fun isn't it and i'm like yeah it's so fun <laughs> i'm like i'm so happy you made this and they're like you know like that's how i imagine them being <laughs> and they're just like yeah and i never saw a boom pole that's how i judge my movie Um, cleo never saw a boom pole and she really likes the editing (laughs) so fight scenes choreography editing technical stuff aside uh let's talk about characters okay let's talk about samuel jackson let's talk about let's talk about valentine wait 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 oh wait we can talk about valentine first we can talk about valentine first sorry sorry so I adore Samuel L. Jackson. He's one of my favorite people in Hollywood. And he has hit the point where he will not say no to a role. <laughs> and damn if he doesn't kill most of those roles. Like, he has been in some terrible movies. But he is on a plane. <laughs> the best part of every terrible movie that he's in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, he just, like, he just, like, lived in this character. He just created this, like megalomaniacal like egotistical you know tech ceo who thinks he's the most correct person in the world and yeah he you know they he has these like little idiosyncrasies you know he's he's so averse to violence and, and particularly blood the sight of blood like mm-hmm. makes him physically ill right and he just delivers on all of this stuff so well he, mm-hmm. he you know the character has a lisp which i would probably bet was like samuel jackson's idea mm-hmm. cr- for him to create like an actual like different unique voice for the character as opposed to the character just sounding like 
every other Samuel L. Jackson character. It was yeah. like, it really, I think that was one of the things that really like sold this character to me is that he, unlike a lot of the roles that he played, it wasn't just like Samuel L. Jackson being cool, suave, badass. It was Samuel L. Jackson, like just delivering this like interestingly unique performance. I don't know. Yeah. I like that Valentine was like kind of a total caricature, but also at the same time, completely believable like in this world that we live in where like mark zuckerberg is a thing like if there was an evil version of mark zuckerberg like this would be it sorry mark love facebook (laughs) (laughs) follow us on facebook read watch play (laughs) i'm just like throwing us under the bus every time i get the chance i'm just like fuck mark zuckerberg not actually oh sorry um (laughs) but yeah like he's he you know in this world where there are so many like new startup tech companies and there are so many kind of like weird people running up, you know, big businesses, Valentine is not unbelievable. I love it. Yeah, it's, I mean, he's the perfect like mashup of of like the modern tech CEO with like the classic Bond villain. Right. Which they point out multiple times. In the yeah. Movie. He's like, yeah, and if I was the villain in this part, I'd be doing this yeah. thing, and then he. Does this it. isn't that kind of movie, bruv. <laughs> Again, very self-aware of those yeah, lines, yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, I love him so much. What was his um, like bodyguard mercenary's name again? I can't remember oh, the name. Oh, oh shit! It had something to do with her actual legs. Knife feet. No, oh, I will look it up. I, I have. I call her knife feet. Knife feet. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I, I think I. Oh. No, she has like a. I can't remember. She had like a normal name. Probably gazelle. Gazelle. It's gazelle. Oh, or Giselle. Good no, it's gazelle. G- gazelle. 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 Like like the animal. Like the animal. Gazelle. That makes everyone. sense. Gazelle knife feet. That's <laughs> what it says on her birth certificate. <laughs> she actually, That's my Sophia. Story. I'm sticking so, to it. The actress who plays Gazelle, uh, Sophia Butella, she was just cast in something really big, and I'm trying to figure out what it is. Yeah, it was off the back I of this movie, definitely. The sentence. I don't know what it is. Sorry, guys. She was but, cast in something, and it's gonna be great. Um, just that character is. I feel like it's like just that perfect like next evolution of characters like Odd Job and Jaws. You know, it's just like, oh, yeah, like the, the enforcer bad guy. And like, in his hat's a knife. And oh, the enforcer bad guy. And his teeth are metal. And he bites people. And he's like, what if she had knives for feet? Instead of throwing shoes, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was just like knife feet. And <laughs> they ran with it. And oh, my God, did it work, though? <laughs> yeah, she, I, the combat scenes with her. Yeah. Geez. Oh, great. Also, um, I like that, like... She kind of reminded me of, I don't remember the name of that character, but the character in The Incredibles who works for the bad guy with, like, the white hair. You know who I'm talking about? It's been a long time since I've seen it. Well, anyways, there's a character in The Incredibles that looks like Gazelle, and I I am, like, pretty sure that she's based off of her, and that kind of makes me a little bit happy. That'd be pretty cool. (laughs) Just saying, guys. Matthew Vaughn, if you're listening, you're not, but... I hope that Gazelle is based off The Incredibles. We could we could use a little bit of confirmation here. Please buddy. send us an email. Follow <laughs> us on Facebook. Let us know. <laughs> Tweet at also, us. Also, cast me as Colin Firth's girlfriend in Kingsman too. <laughs> Even if he's dead. Yeah. Oh, um, also, I do want to talk about Taron Egerton a little bit. I do have a little bit of a crush on him, so I have to admit that. But he's going to be in that new movie with um, Tom Hardy. I forget what it's called, where he plays... I don't remember anything today, apparently. Um, Tom Hardy plays two twins, and they're like... Um, part of the mob in England and mm. it looks really good and I feel like Taryn Egerton is gonna start getting cast in like bigger things and I'm really excited for this to happen because he was great yeah he was very good what else has he been in prior to this I don't think not because I I did not recognize him at all and I, that's surprising I usually uh, he's been in almost nothing 
I wonder if that was the he's idea. He's done a, a couple. Yeah. Of, he did a couple of short films. He had like a couple of spots on some TV, like TV short series, and like guest spots on on some bigger shows. He did one movie called Testing of Youth, uh, like a a biopic out of the UK, a couple of years ago, and and then this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's gonna be in Legend. Legend's the name of the Tom Hardy movie. And Hopefully, was nothing just cast to do. in Star Trek Beyond. Yeah, that's what she's mm. okay. I knew it was a big one. That's pretty big. Yeah, that's a big one. Um, shoulders with Idris Elba. However, uh, Taryn Egerton was also named as one of GQ's 50 best dressed British men in 2015. So he's a big deal, guys. Super big deal. I mean, he does spend the final act of the movie wearing the sharpest suit known to man. Yeah. True. Bespoke, Dude, oh, bespoke or those, nothing. those bespoke fucking or suits, nothing. man. Any dude could wear a suit in this movie, and they would look great because all those suits are tailored like. Oh, to those suits are so good. The like, oh, just so well. Oh, they just fit everyone so nice. I just love it. I love that he wore the glasses and everything, and like combed his hair over. It was like a totally different eggsy. I did kind of want those glasses. I want those glasses too. <laughs> uh, oh wait, oh we should talk about the Blu-ray cut. We, we right. were talking earlier before we started recording about the Blu-ray cut, which I actually wasn't aware of. So Justin? I, uh, I grabbed the Blu-ray to watch this to refresh myself, and I was watching it last night, and um, I, I noticed that there was a scene that was cut. I guess what we actually need is a little bit of backstory here. So the, there was a, like a s- small controversy, I guess, coming like when the movie hit theaters. There were a lot of people who were mad about this this anal sex scene in the movie it's it sounds a lot uh, worse than i that. say it right yeah. it it's, sounds like the, right it's, this yeah. this the i mean everybody here at this point has seen it. you know what i'm talking about or uh, uh it, unless they haven't seen unless it unless you theaters. haven't seen the movie right so it's implied right what ha- what yeah. happens is uh when when Eggsy goes to save the or, you know there's the princess that he runs into that was that was captured she's uh which what country swedish is she yeah so that like from the swedish royal family she gets uh, captured by Valentine and she's being held in his facility and Eggsy's gonna break her out and then like Valentine's still alive so he has to go handle that and she's like alright I have to go save the world and she had more or less just promised to have sex with him like if she if he got her out of there and she says well if you save the world we can do it in the butt like straight word for word that's the line so he gets real excited goes off and saves the world comes back the final scene of the movie is like Eggsy gets into her cell and Merlin is talking to him, and he's like, "Exy, what are you? What's going on? What are you doing? Why are you grabbing champagne? I'm really confused, Exy. What's happening?" And then it like the, it's a scene of just Exy like looking at her as like as they're presumably about to start having sex, and then Merlin's like, "Oh God!" and like cuts off his view of like what Exy's seeing, and that cuts to the credits. Can we talk for just a second? One of my favorite parts about all of that is. He says, it's like, Eggsy, why are you grabbing champagne? We have loads in the play. Yeah, that's one of the best lines. <laughs> Mark Strong's character, BT Dubs, totally underrated. Yeah. Mark Strong that scene, is, yeah. That scene like, where he's like, no, this one's mine. That's like one of my favorite lines in the movie. <laughs> yeah, just in general. As, like, and Even just like having Merlin as like the, the Q equivalent yeah. in yeah. James Bond. Yeah, he was very good. So, Sorry, anyway. So anyway, yeah. so that scene happened in the original theatrical cut of the movie. Um, and then there was a lot of controversy about it after the fact. A lot of people thought it was like, uh, like at least a little misogynistic, and it was kind of it played too strongly to the tropes of like the Bond girl and the and like the submissive tendencies of women in general and that kind of stuff. Um, and what I never heard, like the the Blu-ray came out about a month ago, a little more than that maybe, and 
I there was like nothing about this at all, but I watched it again last night and all of that stuff had been cut. The um the part where she like offers that line is just completely cut from the movie and there's a very rough cut. They didn't like try to film something else. They didn't try to like edit something to put in place. It just like cuts kind of awkwardly from Eggsy saying he's going to go save the world to him saying he'll be right back. And it's it's like you could if you had seen it in theaters, you could te- you could immediately tell there was something wrong in there and if you haven't it it still might look a little awkward. And then at the end the scene where it's like Eggsy's view of her instead it's like that for a split second. And then it like zooms down in a way, almost like he's taking the glasses off, or like like it's the camera is just sort of purposely doing that. I mean, it's, and then it and then it cuts to the credits, and that was just like, I guess it was really interesting to me that that sort of ended up happening almost definitely in response to the controversy. But then that while I heard all of the rumbling about like the people that were upset about it happening, there was almost no response to the fact that they like listened and edited like that out more or less mm-hmm. yeah. that oh, i was gonna say that scene did bother me <laughs> because like she, she he's like well, the first is like will you kiss me if i let you out and i'm like are you seriously not gonna like even like joking about that's kind of like setting that up to be a non-consensual situation yeah and which i just don't like i don't enjoy <laughs> jokes that are like non-consensual related um and then even when she is like, oh, like, she's the one who proposes, like, oh, like, we can do it in the butt if you, like, save the world. I don't know. It, it's still kind of like she's in a vulnerable situation. It's just not, like, that's not something that I would joke about personally. Yeah, I mean, like, the implication is that, you know, like, they're sort of brushing it off by saying she has agency, but it doesn't necessarily feel like she actually does. Yeah. I mean, she's in a cell Yeah. while this scene's playing out. Like, mm-hmm. all of the, the criticism is definitely super valid. And I feel like just on top of that is the fact that it's, you can't even really make the argument that like, oh yeah, but like, it's really funny. And it's just like, it's really just not though. Like it's, yeah. it doesn't even feel like. chuckled the first time. Yeah. It, it just feels kind of like weird and not even like immature is not even the right word. Cause it's obviously that, but that's not even why it's not necessarily funny. It's like, I, I don't even know who that joke is it's almost for. like out of character for eggsy too yeah like yeah. which was weird it's out of character for most of the movie yeah like, yeah, yeah. It's it so just out doesn't of step yeah with everything like a lot of the smart funny yeah like, humor that happens throughout the rest of the movie and then like this i even remember kind of right after the movie came out and people were talking about that a lot and matthew vaughn had like it what started as i thought like an interesting response and then he just like continued to just take his foot and just shove it further down his mouth because he opened it was like oh yeah we were really just kind of trying to play with the whole idea of the bond girl and like we didn't want that to be a thing throughout the whole movie like we wanted to just like kind of stick it at the end as like this weird little like throwaway thing we wanted to put it in there because we felt like that is something that's so ingrained in those old spy movies we wanted to have something and so that's just kind of how we did it and you know we wanted it to be like a small thing and I was like, oh, yeah, like, if you were to just end there, like, yeah, that would have been, like, an interesting quote. Like, oh, like, I, that's at least why they did it. Yeah, but I just like, remember he then continued to say something, like, kind of stupid afterwards and then just kept talking. Yeah, I think yeah. he just got really defensive. He did, remember. which was too bad. Like, I feel like if you were just open, it's like, oh, yeah, this is why we did it. You know, this is kind of what we were going for. It wouldn't make me like it anymore. Like, I agree. Like, it's kind of gross and not very funny. It is really just out of step with the rest of the movie and it's not a great note to end on it's a really bad note to end on it kind of honestly it ruined it a little bit for me that was the final note going out but like at least it's like oh well now i at least see where you're coming like and why you thought that would be something that maybe you should try but 
Yeah, I just remember reading that quote. She's like, just stop talking. Yeah. But anyways, outside from that, I like the movie. Seems like everyone else liked the movie. Has one misstep. But what movie Which, doesn't... Which, if you didn't see it in theaters, you won't even know it was there. Yep. Yeah, I rented yeah. it on iTunes, and it was still in there. Really? And, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. It was Amazon. in the Amazon one as well. Yeah. But yeah, the, the home video release is not there. It was edited out of at least the Blu-ray. I'm assuming also the DVD, but I can't really say for sure. Yeah. Who watches DVDs anymore? <laughs> but, yeah, not, not a real loss, though. I guess we can all... Unless you want... Unless you see something about the controversy and you want to go back and see what it is. Yeah, and you're just like, oh, why was everyone mad about this? Cause, but because you think you just saw the edited version, it's the only reason I can think of for wanting that too. put in there. Yeah, yeah exactly. But anyways, but, yeah, great movie. No big loss. Really fun. Not big on plot, but it doesn't need to be. Characters are great. Acting's great. Technicalities are great. Pacing One, is good. Yeah. Oh, pacing's great. Yeah, for a for a like a movie that clocks in just over two hours, it just just blew oh, by. Yeah, it feels really fast. Yeah. Also, we didn't talk about it, but just like real quick, I really love that scene where Eggsy steals the car. That was like all, all that setup like in the scene, beginning? huh? In the beginning, yeah, all that setup yeah. before he's even involved with the Kingsman. I loved, I loved it. Also, I love the opening credits. Oh, I love everything except for that. Except for that, yeah. End, yeah. that, that end, part. yeah, yeah. But there, was, there's always something I don't like. <laughs> yeah. There are no perfect films. Yeah. yeah, it's so close. It's just that really dumb yeah. like ninety seconds. I know, <laughs> yep. but. So forgive it for yeah. that, but watch it for the rest, because yeah. the rest is amazing. Like when everyone's head explodes. Oh, oh my God. God. It's Beautiful, an honest-to-God fireworks it's display. fireworks. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. And it's funny, because like, there's also another very self, or not not self-conscious, self-aware spy movie, Spy. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, I loved oh, Spy. Oh, Spy was a lot of fun. So I thought it was, it was fun, because I saw it in the theaters recently, and then I watched Kingsman, and I thought mm-hmm. that was a fun kind of back-to-back yeah. thing. Spy was definitely more of a spy movie than Kingsman was. Yeah. Kingsman had more that. fight scenes, for sure. Yeah. I would agree with that 100%. Anyways, but, yeah. final final thoughts, everyone? Should we go around in a circle? I'm, uh, I loved it. See it. Um, it's it's not flawless, but it's uh, it's pretty close. And it's just, it's absolutely worth seeing. Whether, even if you don't like spy movies, you're going to get something really cool out of Kingsman. Yeah. I also loved it. I will second what we said at the very beginning of this podcast by saying it is super fun. And Tara Egerton, Samuel L. Jackson... Um, Colin Firth, everybody in this movie. Michael Caine, Mark Strong. um, Just so many great people. All of the supporting cast. Everyone's really great. The fight scenes are great. Loved it. When you can almost forget that Michael Caine is in a movie. Yeah, I (laughs) almost did. did, We went for 50 minutes without mentioning Michael Caine at all. Yeah. Who cares, really, when Colin Firth is in a movie? (laughs) Whoa. Yeah. Sorry, guys. But also maybe a little. (laughs) Yeah, I, I'd agree. I feel like this is just kind of that popcorn blockbuster movie in the purest sense of the word, and that that's, like, an important thing to have, right? Like, it, mm-hmm. it's very, very fun. It It's funny, it's clever, it's witty, it's kind of a fun toss-up of spy films, but also very much one at the same time. It's, it's never... It embraces it rather than being that kind of weird, like holier than thou it's like oh yeah i'm making fun of spy movies it's like no it's it embraces all of the weird tropes and the weirdest of the weird tropes um and yeah it's a it's a really good time yeah so shit ending but uh great cast great fight sequences um just overall just really fantastic storytelling Mm -hmm. except for that last bit i know 
But, but it was great and we loved it. So we'll end on a positive <laughs> note, unlike the movie. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for listening. Um, please come back next month for end of the tour. Um, and thank you so much. Thank you.